The stroll down 1997 Pro Wrestling Memory Lane continues this week here on Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenmuth. Joined here, long, it's been a long time, bud. Dennis J. Time. Levy's back in the saddle. Yeah. What's going on, dude? Good, good. Life is good, but life has been complicated for us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. scheduling-wise, you know, we try to do the best we can. You went on vacation, yeah. and then, you know, I had stuff going on, so... The last time you were in the co-pilot's chair, we were watching 1997 WCW Nitro, and now you're gonna you, you come back and we, we did we put up a poll on the social media and we wanted you to tell us which Monday Night Wars watch along you wanted to partake in, which which one did you want, and the vote was was decided that The Rock joining the Nation of Domination from the August 11th edition of WWF Raw is War won the poll on Twitter and Facebook so thank you also very much for for uh, for voting we're going to watch that on the peacock today still the worst app in the history of America i might have a meltdown when when it's time to queue this shit up but uh, um, what's not the worst app is podbean where you can find all these great shows from the retromania pro wrestling podcast network by searching retromania with a w some great shows out there, marking out the days. Cool Truth of AC is back, talking AEW, Ring of Honor. I think they had a show covering Ric Flair's last match. We could talk about that if you want. I, I didn't know. watch it. You, you did. Gotta tell me. You got to tell me how. It I didn't watch it either, but I've heard you know some some decent things about it. I mean, it, it was it was big over SummerSlam weekend, talking about Vince McMahon. So Cool Truth of AC is kind of covering all different things in wrestling, not just AEW and Ring of Honor like they normally do. Um, Hulkamania is dead. There's some shows in the archives there. Gaijin Wrestling Radio. All great stuff. All bonus content. All over there at your fingertips by searching Retromania with a W on any podcasting platform available. As well as our Facebook, Kicking Out at Two, and our Twitter, at Kicking Out Two. Find all the content over there as well. And, uh, yeah, um, that's, that's it for the cheap plugs. Let's do this. Let's get right into the thick of it, if you will, with this watch along here. So you're going to go to Peacock. You're going to search... Uh, you're going to go to the WWE Hub, and then you're going to go to Monday Night Raw, and you're going to search Season 5, Episode 32, August 11th, 1997. This is the episode where Rocky Maivia became The Rock and so joined excited. the Nation of Domination. I'm so excited. Don't ruin it for me, but I forgot how it became Okay, I won't so ruin so it for you, but there's, so also, there's also some other developments that took place on this show as well. Uh, we saw the return of one ravishing Rick Rude. On this episode. Is that when he did the... No, of course not. But when did he do the... Um, the Raw and... Yeah, Nitro, that's, a couple that's, so months, that's a couple cool. months later. That's so freaking We cool. might watch one of those that's or maybe so both of those. Cool. Who knows? But, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in this episode of Raw 1997 in the summer. Just following SummerSlam. They're, 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 they're really moving in a direction where we're getting a little more attitude. So... Thought it'd be kind of cool. Go back, watch this. You guys voted for it in the polls. What came in second place was the following week's episode of Raw with, it was the first time ever Triple H and Shawn Michaels teamed up. This was like pre-DX against The Undertaker and Mankind. So that's a pretty fun episode. We might watch that on the next episode if we got time. If not, you know, maybe we'll do it next week. But whatever. Um, it's up there. So uh, it's, well, it's, it's it's in the bank. We'll, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. But if I could just go off the rails. We'll go, go. Let's go off the rails. So ladies It's been and a while since you've so gone ladies, off the rails. So ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, I'm taking out it too. I'm currently looking at Dave Rosenblatt's uh, microphone. First of all, you, 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 first of all, cut, stop before you go into your your rant. It's Rosenbluth, not Rosenbluff. Oh, You've I'm known sorry. me for a long fucking time I, I, now. I, you gonna fuck my last name I, up? Let, let me throw my speech impediment out of the bus for that one. 
<laughs> but, uh, okay, all right. I'll, <laughs> you know, that's what I always do. I'll accept that. But anyway, he has a blue blazer, right? And he's like on this cord thing. I don't know how to explain it, but I, 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 I the, the, I'm surprised that you've caught this. So I have a, I have a blue blazer action figure. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's a, it's a. He's jet- got a cord. Anyway, yeah, as, as some of you know, I'm a. I'm it's a, been 20 years, so, 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 so we can kind of sort of make. I'm, a, I, I'm an action figure mm-hmm. collector, a junkie, if and you it's will. It's a good looking blue blazer. All good right. One too. So I have. It was. This was hard to find too. I got this on eBay. <laughs> this was a blue blazer action figure from the the, the company Jacks that does like they did the the bone crunching action for yeah. those of you action figure aficionados out there. Um, and I saw this and I was like, that's pretty sharp. So I ended up getting this on eBay for like fifty bucks in the package, brand new. So I opened I'll it up. I'll pay fifty bucks for that. I really would. And I was like, damn, this looks pretty sharp. Now, if you look closely, Dennis, okay? Yep. If you look closely, all right. So a lot of times with these action figure companies, before they've gone to great lengths as to what they are now with like Mattel and stuff, a lot of them would use the same body types and the same figure scans. So the same company put out an action figure of the wrestler, the Patriot. And if you look closely on the back of his head, you can see the imprint of the USA oh and the God. stars on yeah, the mask. So they pretty much just did a full repaint of the of the blue blazer over this Patriot action figure, okay? All right. So now what Dennis, was, good, what Dennis was chuckling at was the fact that on my microphone stand, well, he wasn't hanging, so he was perched. Up, he was perched up top, sitting on this piece of my microphone stand. <laughs> He's about here. to drop down on, on everybody. Yeah. So, and, it, 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 and it, honestly, I didn't put that up there because of the way of the nature that you know Owen Hart had died. <laughs> but, but every but you, know, you aren't. You're the, it's funny that it took you a while to to, to realize this. But you, what you don't see here. Is I have man. a macho man. man. It's a Christmas ornament, and I got that motherfucker hanging like he just like committed suicide. It kind of does, yeah. Okay. It's not explain, but but yeah. Owen Hart is sitting perched up top, yeah. or the blue blazer, I should say, is sitting perched up top of this microphone stand. He still uh, looks like a great blue blazer, even though now, now, but when I, when I, when I see, it's a great looking action it, figure. It's the Patriot as the blue blazer, but it, it's still a great. Yeah, blue blazer. and true story behind yeah. this action figure, it was produced and, and made before his passing and then when he had passed away they stopped producing them so there was, for 50 bucks huh? yeah wow i think it was that i might have i might have won it in an auction i'm not sure but i've seen it in the package for oh, okay. like two or three hundred dollars yeah imagine, like, like yeah. crazy money i think there was someone could, someone could sign the package if i'm Owen, i would be in the thousands i saw one i did i did see one that was signed um but i don't think it was real I honestly don't think it was real because I don't think I saw like a, a COA, a certificate of authenticity. Um, sometimes guys will put that stuff up. I mean, it could be a scammer. Who, who knows? Yeah. It could be real. Maybe somebody, you know, was waiting outside the building and he handed them the figure and Owen autographed it and then got in the car and left and they couldn't take a picture to prove the authenticity of it. I don't know. But um, back on track here. Peacock, worst app in America. Uh, search Monday Night Raw. On the WWE hub of the of the app, um, season five, episode thirty-two, August eleventh, nineteen ninety-seven. When I say play, you're gonna press play, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and watch this. And then from time to time, I'll have um, the audio up uh, for us to listen to. 
Um, I'm really excited for this one, by the way. Okay, good. I really forgot. uh, I really forgot how the rock turned. I'm like so excited about this. Yeah, this is gonna be a good one. There's some parts of the style that I've forgotten too, and you know, normally when we do these watch alongs, if I've never watched it before, it's brand new when I'm recording it. So um, this is it's a case where I probably watched this when I was younger, flipping back and forth between this and Nitro, but this will be the first time that I. uh, that I go ahead and watch this with with all of you. So, um, without further ado, in three, two, one, play. Holy shit, it's not you working. Yeah, I timed it up perfectly. This you time. really did. Great no, job, no Dave. meltdown. Great job, Dave. No meltdown. And by the way, for the late for for the listening audience of the kicking out too, I swear to God, I will verbally kick the shit out of you via you know the Facebook if you say Dave's. Uh, um, um, when he loses his mind on, on, on Peacock or Fake, it's 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 an authentic meltdown. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. I'm not, I'm not bullshit. I'm, I'm fucking hate <clears> it. <throat> As we see this video package here highlighting uh, SummerSlam and the finish. With, oh, what uh, a great match. That is a great match. Great story. Great finish. Very, it really uh, was. Very underrated. Um, with Sean as the ref. And if he showed favoritism towards Undertaker, he was going to... To, he wasn't going to be allowed to wrestle in the United States, and then you know this this really set off the heel turn for Sean, which I was kind of disappointed in because I knew it was an accident. You know, when you look back yeah. and you watch the finish, like you know it's an accident. He didn't mean to hit Undertaker. Um, I was kind of hoping that Sean would have eventually become the uh, you know would have kind of stayed babyface, but and then we see Commissioner Slaughter. He 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 debuted. Um, as the on-screen authority figure at the time, so this was this was last week's RAW that they're kind of recapping here in black and white, you know. Yep. See, there we see him pull Our back. Nation the nation had a few. No, he's just they're just showing clips oh, okay. of like. And why is that? God, I love Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman in a dress. You see Steve Austin there. Oh, Shawn Michaels in the back. Those dumpster. What the heck's going? He's just in the backstage yeah, okay. area. Hanging out by a bunch of, you know, milk crates or whatever. So we get the iconic open for Monday Night Raw. Let's play the audio for this. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Look at all those signs. Yeah. You don't see that nowadays. You really know it's sad. Mississippi. 
Yeah, the, the, the beauty of the signs, it makes for a great visual on TV, but I used to hate sitting behind someone with a fucking sign and they oh, had the damn dude, thing up the whole brutal. time. It was just, it, it ruined the experience. A lot of times I wouldn't, I would purposely not sit on the floor because people had signs up all the time on the floor That's and I would point. try to get like the lower bowl. Um, as we see Shawn Michaels making his way uh, to the ringside area and his... Uh, Never tuck in your fucking t-shirt. His loafers. I mean, this is like clean cut. Oh, so he's kind of high-fived, so he's still a baby face, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he's kind of like a tweener, if you will. Um, even though they were kind of giving him a little bit more of an edge after that finish with Undertaker. If you're going to choose one type of Shawn Michaels, what would it be? Heel or oh, heel or baby? I prefer the heel. Yeah, me too. A little more edgier. Um, I didn't like DX too, too much. It was too really, it, it was too. Oh, I love DX, man. I thought, I thought they tried too hard. I like they were trying, try too hard to be cool kids. It's either cool or you're not. You know what I mean? But what, like, which, what the the original with him and Hunter? Yeah, like in the beginning. I, I didn't like it at all. So I like Shawn wow. Michaels before DX and after DX, but I didn't like him in DX. That's I crazy. Hated, I'd never heard DX. that. I've never hated heard DX. that before. Hated DX hated DX. Did you like the 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 DX? Reformation with him and or the Hunter and X Pac and the New Age Outlaws. No, 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 no. Didn't like that either. No, I never, I never, I never liked when even though the NWO was guilty of this too. But I never, I, I loved the NWO. But that, uh, that I don't like when a when people try to be cool and then b I don't like when men are like so immature that it's ridiculous. I I just don't like it. Even though I'm an immature adult, but stuff, <laughs> but, but 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 like. I just came off as way, way too kiddish. Way too kiddish. Interesting. Okay. All right. I, I mean, all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. Let's, uh, let's play the audio for yeah. this promo here. But first, let's recap what's going on lately. The World Wrestling Federation asked Shawn Michaels to do a job at SummerSlam and also referee a World Wrestling Federation title match. And I was told if I didn't do it fairly, I wouldn't be able to wrestle in the United States ever again. Well, the fact of the matter is, I had a job to do, and I did it. Now, if the World Wrestling Federation and the people that run it don't have the cojones to step up and take responsibility for what happened, and they want to throw all this in the lap of the heartbreak kid. But believe me, the heartbreak kid has had plenty in his lap before. <laughs> that is funny. It was Shawn Michaels who asked to be the guest referee. Well, he stepped so it's like you. this. Either you're with me or you're against me. Take your pick, take your sides, because it's cool with me. Now, this match with mankind, I had to find out while I was sitting at home watching superstars because the man that runs the World Wrestling Federation doesn't have the guts to call me over the phone. Do you like a man, you nimrod? Well, let's not get personal now, here. That's why I'm not doing it. You think here. I cussed you last week? You ain't seen nothing yet. Get this up here. Mankind, Jim Ross Manor is on point. 
Is there a Sean is gay chant? <laughs> okay. Mankind, I'll see you in a few. Undertaker, I want to invite you out of the goodness of my heart to watch me smack around the guy that beat you up. I.e., he beat you, I beat him, I can beat you. Now, let's move on. Scroll, scroll, scroll. The World Wrestling Federation and its officials have now put Shawn Michaels, HBK, the initial outlaw of the World Wrestling Federation, on their private hit list. And they got their new commissioner, Sergeant Slaughter, calling his shots. Well, Slaughter, if you think that you are going to stick that big, huge, enormous chin in my business. <laughs> He's alien pretty good. You got another thing coming because nobody steals my spotlight. I want it all. And I know that's right. Wait a minute. Uh, here comes uh, yeah. the new commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation. He's not needed out here, man. What an impact last week, Commissioner Slaughter. Going to try and throw his chin around. <laughs> and John Michaels taking exception to some of the comments about ringside. And now, here comes Commissioner Slaughter. I'm not going to lose good. Don't forget it. <laughs> you know, Shawn Michaels, I've been back listening to what you had to say. And you're right. The last thing you want tonight is to have Commissioner Slaughter come out here and put this big jaw in your business. But I am. I am going to put my jaw in your business. You think my actions as the Commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation make me want to be in the spotlight? Your spotlight? John Michaels, I've been in so many spotlights, you wouldn't know how to count how many there were. Hmm. But listen up, because I want to say this loud and clear, I only want to say it once, because I don't like to repeat myself. If you think that Sergeant Slaughter, the Commission of World Wrestling Federation, is here to play games, you're wrong. Anything I do, Anything I say, any decisions I make are for the betterment, strictly for the World Wrestling Federation, not Shawn Michaels. And as far as your match tonight with mankind, I think it's time for you to put up, I think it's time for you to shut up, and I think it's time for you to do something about it. Have I made myself clear? Like a windshield with no windshield wipers, you are crystal 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh that's that's like I said, pre DX Shawn Michaels here. Yeah. It's de- yeah, it's definitely the, the first season of DX for sure. I got an interesting question. Okay. All I right. might have an interesting that's, 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 answer. That's, that's Let's hear it. A very short amount of time for Mr. Slaughter. But 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 who do you think is more o- over? G.I. Joe Slaughter or uh, the, the the height of Shawn Michaels. Who do you think it was more over? On a mainstream level, GI Joe. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, if you're talking wrestling, if you're I'm talking like, wrestling, no, 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 Michaels. I'm just talking like, 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 like the average, like, like the, like the average mainstream. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah, GI Joe. I mean, but a lot of people. I've had I've like, had conversations yeah. with people. You you could take an average person, okay. That watches that's in that genre in of, of, yeah. of of eight of the eighties, yeah. and I'm willing to bet that they probably know Sergeant Slaughter from GI Joe more than they do from wrestling. That's just my guess. I, I bet you're right, Dave. I was just thinking in my head when he was talking about like you know, I you know I, that that I forgot what he said. I can't do it verbatim, but Slaughter in that that promo was like. We're like, Sean, I've been in bigger matches than you and whatever. And I'm like, well, the wrestler? I don't know. But G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe Slaughter might have been more over than any Shawn Michaels. I just wanted a second opinion. G.I. Joe Slaughter, I think, definitely on a mainstream level, was more popular than Shawn Michaels. In the wrestling bubble, people knew who Shawn Michaels was. And Shawn Michaels was probably a more popular character than Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Uh, I think it's closer than than, than, than than I think because slaughter like it's right to the territory, so it's so freaking over. Yeah. Uh, that uh, but um, well, I, I was just, I just wanted your opinion on that question. Speaking of guys I that love are these over, guys. Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, set uh, for tag team action. The WWE though never utilized them properly. Never. Yeah, I I will say they they I mean. I don't think their runs were bad in WWF, WWE, but they weren't the Legion of Doom. They weren't the Road Warriors like no. they were in the NWA and Jim Crockett promotions. Um, I mean, I I said this to you before. I think when they first came to the WWF in, uh, oh, look at that, the Godwins. Uh, 
Um, looks like they're. Uh, this it's, is. I think this is the begin. This was the heel turn of the Godwins. Right. So this is after he broke his neck, right? Yeah. This was after he broke his neck because they had a match at SummerSlam at the Legion of Doom, and I think this rivalry uh, still continued following SummerSlam. But um, as far as the Legion of Doom goes, um, I do believe that when they came to the WWF in 1990, I don't think they capitalized enough on a showdown with Demolition. Oh, I totally agree. Like, and the, Demolition was seen as like an afterthought when these guys showed up, and I felt like, yeah, they had they had a match. They, they, they did some runs on the house shows. I've heard, the stories I've heard was that the matches weren't good enough. That demolition, it was just they didn't work well. They didn't sync well together. Um, but I definitely thought that should, and I've said it to you before. I definitely think that they should have been a um, a pay per view match between the two teams, and we didn't get that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the run here in '97. Yeah, I '97, '98. I would say not the best. Uh, Legion of Doom. Even like even like whatever they when they came out against Demolition or whatever against the Nasty Boys, that that was so watered down and so ugh. Oh yeah, hate... so this is a country whipping match. Okay. What exactly? Did I, I know I know that we did. So they got the straps here. Yeah. Each, come, uh, each one. Oh, yeah, no, it's a single, so it's Hawk and, so it's Hawk okay. and Henry Godwin in a country whipping match. Okay. Here we go. Quack. <laughs> I do love that. That sound is amazing. Let's play the let's play the audio. Not that good. I thought we were gonna get like a loud like whack, but um, yeah, this wasn't the. I mean, as much as a Legion of Doom fan, I was. This wasn't their best run. Um, I, a lot's been attributed to their ability in the ring, and they were kind of slowing down. They weren't the, the LOD of old. Um, I mean, they still had a great look. They still had a huge, I mean, huge pop every time they came out, yeah. but it wasn't the same, I guess. Um, nothing like their run in Jim Crockett. And now we're watching, of course, Hawk versus Henry Godwin. Did either of the uh, Warriors, did they ever get a singles push in any promotion? They tried a few times, as a matter of fact. I just don't um, remember. you got to tell me to win, Dave. Okay. Um, so, bear with me here. Yeah. Um, Jim Crockett Promotions in 1988 tried to run the New York market. They tried to run... W, like WWF territory. Yeah. And they booked uh, a pay-per-view called the Bunkhouse Stampede from Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. And the co-main event, there was only like three or four matches on the card, but the co-main event was Hawk challenging Ric Flair for the NWA World really? Heavyweight title. They were they were kind of go and a lot of a lot of folks in the industry have said that out of the two Hawk would have been the the one if they were to break them up saying. into a single. Hawk would have been the one to to receive the bigger the, the bigger singles push. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what happened following that. I think they probably, I'm, I'm guessing they probably realized it was better served for them to remain as a team uh, because I don't know what they would have done with Animal. But then Hawk and Animal come to WWF in the 90s, early 90s. They have that run. And it ends around SummerSlam 92 when Hawk just decides that he's done with the company and he, he, he quits. And then the Legion of Doom kind of split and Animal, Animal I guess, uh, would work some singles matches like on the house show loop and do some handicap matches against the Beverly Brothers. But his he, he would get let go. Um, and then he tried uh, working in Japan. I guess him and Hawk kind of had a falling out because of Hawk's um, behavior. And his, uh, his issues that Hawk had yeah. with management. And Hawk, like I said, he disappeared after that SummerSlam. It's from the stories I've heard. Oh, and, oh a galvanized bucket shot to the yeah. back of the head with a man wearing spikes. And it looks like we're about to have ourselves a disqualification here. Long story short, um, Hawk and Animal respectively would join WCW in like 93 and 94. And Hawk would have a animal would animal had a Lloyd's of London uh, insurance policy that he cashed in on because of his back injury. They said he couldn't wrestle anymore, so Hawk would join WCW. I think in like '93, and Animal would do the same, but they kind of like missed each other, like ships in the night. And it was like it was a weird time period where Hawk was a singles. Animal was on TV, but he wasn't wrestling. And I believe Hawk at one point had like a... Then they they reunited on TV, but they weren't a team. Like Animal would be in Hawk's corner, if I remember. And then um, Hawk would wrestle for the the big gold belt. Rick Rude was the champ at the time. And then Animal, I think, left. Hawk stayed a singles. He would tag with Sting every once in a while. And then when Animal, I guess, was able to return to wrestling, <laughs> him and Hawk um, had a brief run in uh, WCW in early 96. And then that was short-lived. And so I think they they wanted to try, but it was mainly trying with Hawk and not yeah. with Animal. But, uh, yeah, like I said, though, don't you think that's the more common sense uh, if you're going to promote one of them to be, like, a single story? I'll be honest with you. Hawk, right? I mean, I guess you could say that, but at the same time, like, I like the better as a team. And maybe that's just me oh, being course, a legion yeah. of doom mark, but, like, there are some teams that just, like, not every tag team needs to be split up. Now, everyone looks at, like, um, you know, yeah, the, the, the prototype, like... The Rockers or the Rock and Roll Express, like Ricky Morton, Shawn Michaels. Like, not all those guys, not like, I mean, the Rockers are exception. Rock and Roll, I mean, you you could have made an argument, Ricky Morton. I mean, they tried. I still thought that was stupid. I really did. What? Uh, To turn Ricky Morton heel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that that. was bad. That was bad. I hated that. But, um,. Not every tag team needs to be split up. They go by the the, the rockers kind of, uh, you know, prototype here, with as we see Brian Pillman, one and, of my all time favorites, and uh, look at that shirt, Slaughter. <laughs> so this is stemming from the angle where Brian Pillman lost the gold dust and he had to wear a dress. 
Oh, I actually liked it. I actually thought you thought that. So Pillman will, to the craziness. Pillman will come out with a dress on as we see. And who the hell are these guys, man? So this is, uh, I believe it's Scott Putsky that's in the ring. Uh, what we got here? We got Gold Dust. Yep. Coming out with Marlena. I owe you an apology. I'm looking at Marlena right Why now. Why is that? Why do you She's owe me an apology? Smoking. Did we have a disagreement? We did, we, have, we did. I remember we have a disagreement us, about I remember, this? I remember you were saying she's hot. Oh, that's right. That's I'm like, right. no, she's not. You're dumb. No, she's hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's hot right here. I apologize. For I've seen pictures of her recently. She still looks good for her age. Good for her. I mean, I'll, I'll Google her right now as we're watching it. Um, I'm assuming that uh, um, Dustin, uh, it's uh, uh, Gold Dustin, they're, they're divorced now, yeah? Yeah, they've been divorced for quite okay. some time. Let me find a picture of her. I want to see the, the guy see, look with like... Right here. See that? That's oh, current. Yeah, yeah she still looks yeah, good definitely. for her age. Oh, totally. Still keeps in great shape. Do you, now, you remember when she was in WCW as Alexandria York, oh, right? Oh, she was hilarious. The York Foundation. The uh, the com- I love yeah. the computer gimmick. This yeah, year, I think... the Red Rooster. Bro. What, was it, what was he called? Uh, Terrence Taylor. Uh, yep. And then that was when they turned Ricky Morton and made him Richard Morton. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The York Foundation, which yeah. was like oh. their like Wolf of Wall Street kind of... They tried to create like this Wall Street type of character. I think she even had like Michael Wall Street... Um, uh, Michael... Jesus! Yeah, that was a nice bump. He, she dumped him right on his head. Scott Putsky, and I don't know who the 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 enhancement talent is, but this was their, I don't think this was them showcasing the light heavyweight division. Didn't he? Was he ever in this? Um, you know better than me. Was he in this tag team? I was like French. I wore blue tights. One was kind of like heavy set, and another guy was kind of jacked like him. No, no, that wasn't him. You know who no. I'm talking about? I think they had one like title match against the Heart Foundation or something. They were French. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think so. All right. We got a split screen here of Brian Pillman in his dressing room with the dress. And this is this would be the you know towards the t- this was the last angle that Pillman was involved in before he passed away really? in October. Yeah. He was doing he was doing the angle with Goldust with the dress and then it, they they had a, they would have a rematch at the upcoming uh Ground Zero pay-per-view um uh in your house. And he would end up defeating Goldust. And if he defeated Goldust, then he would get Marlena for 30 days. Um, and then the, the, the blow-off was supposed to be Pillman and Goldust in another match. And it would be for, you know, if Pillman beat Goldust again. He got to keep Marlena forever or some shit like that. Something fucking stupid. (laughs) But then Pillman died. He passed away unexpectedly and then they they put Goldust and Marlena back together only for Goldust to dump her. And then that's when he did that like that artist formerly known as Goldust character and he turned heel and I didn't I didn't I mean I didn't really care for the Pillman stuff with a dress. By this point, Pillman was pretty much a shell of himself. Yeah. With what he's the, having a tough time. He's having a tough time putting that dress on. This is a weird. Clearly, thing. they don't care about the match no. if they got the no. split are you, screen. Are you even watching the match at this point? No, I haven't no, been no, watching the match. I've been watching Pillman try to put this dress on. <laughs> Poor guy. Ooh, nice bump. That guy, that not the, not the guy that's wearing like the the blue and. Brown. That's Scott Putsky, by the way. 
Ivan Putsky's kid. Which one? The Jack one? Or yeah, the Jack one. one. Not okay. not the guy that's... That, that other guy, though, that. the jobber guy, he's taking some bumps. I'm, like, really impressed with the guy. Yeah. Putsky here looks like a cross between, he like... He a million bucks, though. He, like, he looks great, but he looks like... He looks dangerous. I would not want to work with him. He he looks like... Um, oh, the Polish hammer. That's the finish. It's got to be it. You know that. Yeah. He looks like if if Kerry Von Erich and the Ultimate Warrior had sex. Totally. And he was the the product of that. He wasn't the Renegade, was he? He was what? He wasn't the Renegade, was he? No, that he was a different like, guy. He looks exactly like Yeah, that you guy. know, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I want you to Ultimate Warrior and stuff. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Pillman's still trying to put this dress on. What happened to that poor guy anyway? He committed suicide. Yeah, too. Renegade, uh, yeah. I unfortunately, Rick Wilson was his name. He passed away a number of years ago. I think it was one of those, uh, I think it was like a, I don't know if it was a drug overdose or if he like shot himself, I forget, but it was, it was uh suicide from what I understand. Slaughter making his presence known. What did, what did, uh, Goldtoss didn't do anything, he didn't fear. No. He just well, I think, th I think, cause Pil I think the Pillman match is coming out right. next and I think they, they he's want, he's carrying a dress. He's removing him from, from the ringside area so it doesn't become an issue. I think the whoever thought of the dress gimmick for a Goldberg versus Pillman match was pretty smart because either way, the loser can use it to their advantage, you know, because like gold does sexuality. Yeah, Brian Pillman's like you know Be crazy with the loose cannon. Yeah. yeah, I think that works so well. Makes sense. Undertaker. Oh, man. But beware. No insurance policy will be necessary at ground zero. Except burial insurance, that is. <laughs> Sean, you will rest in peace. And yes, it's coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Online to the Mankind, the Half-Lammy Award-winning match of the year. I liked how Jerry was sympathetic for him. Oh, I love Flash Funk. I wish they showed the entrance. I Flash love. Funk? He, I like he's one of my Scorpio. I don't like Flash Funk. He's one of my, Flash Funk is one of my guilty pleasures. Really? I, I used to love the entrance and dancing with, with the, the ladies. Girls? And, I don't know. I was a Too Cold Scorpio guy. You remind me of like uh, Paul Creed a little bit. I, 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 I loved Too Cold Scorpio. Oh, look at this. We got a vignette with Dusty and Dustin. Let's play the audio for this. Shoes to, uh, to step into and I couldn't get there. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't uh, have my own identity because I wasn't allowed. Certainly, Goldust speaks very candidly about his relationship with his father and a very personal Looks situation like there. involving a letter that Goldust sent his father. You'll see excerpts of that in the latest edition of Raw magazine. Perhaps a very provocative and troubling article. In the eyes of some, Raw Magazine on sale everywhere tomorrow. If you want to talk about provocative and troubling, we're about to see that come down to ringside right now, ladies and gentlemen. He's a loose cannon. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I think I know Brian Pillman better than anybody in the WWF. And with this dress business, we are on the verge of pushing this young man over the edge. And 
Well, he wasn't flying, Brian. That's for yeah. sure. I don't think he. I don't remember him really having a finish, to be honest. Right? With you. I'm I mean, dying he to was. See it. He was the. You know, he didn't. He. I hope he doesn't get disqualified or something. I he didn't. Really he he didn't have. I don't think he had a finish, to be honest with you. Okay. He was, you know, the fifth wheel in the Hart Foundation. Angle he kind of was the fifth wheel, wasn't he? I liked him though. I mean, he. he I always like. You know how much I love my Brian. Yeah, I'm a big Pillman guy too. I mean, I loved Flying Brian. I loved when he was in the Hollywood Blondes with Stunning Steve. I mean, it was... I think it's just so sad that he finally found, like, a gimmick that can, like, make him big money, but he couldn't work like he could make big money. You know what I mean by that? He would have been a great personality in the Attitude Era. I'm not yeah. saying he would have been, like, the WWF champion, but I, I think... I think he could have with Stone Cold. Uh, I, th- I think I think a traditional Twitch champion, don't get me like wrong. Like a transitional? Yeah, yeah. I think he would have had an angle with Austin. If if he were still alive and Austin was the champion, I think they would have, you know, tied up some loose ends and, and he'd have had an angle with him. I we know I could have seen between the two of them is what we kind of saw between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in AEW recently in the last few months. Great analogy. Where, where, you know, they, they were they were two kind of similar rebel type personalities they had some issues but then they were friends before that yeah it was documented on wwf programming pillman and austin had a history they were friends um pillman and austin had a falling out and then they they had the whole gun angle i could have seen like pillman been like an ally to austin yeah like he wouldn't he wouldn't have been wrestling a whole lot uh but i could have seen pillman as like Austin's ally helping him out when Vince and the corporation were trying to screw Austin out of the title. Uh, but I could also see Pillman on commentary too. Like he, he did some pretty good work as a, as a color commentator. That scratchy I mean, voice, I think would have got to me eventually, but, but I that was what would have made him stand out. He wouldn't have been so clean cut. Ooh, Ooh I'm about to say the jobber. <laughs> That's, okay, here we go. Come on. Let's see. Dion, not DDT. Usually, you, your DDT used to be the, the thing to end matches. Oh, no, I get it. But I'm just everyone saying, I used wanna, it. But oh, no, here we go. Oh, Goldust and Marlena are back. 
Is she going to sit down? No, she's not going to sit down. But I think they might show that footage to Pillman. Oh, nice, oh, nice view, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Are they? I owe you a total apology. She, <laughs> she's a smoke show. She's a smoke show. Oh, they're showing it. Yeah. They're showing it. <laughs> oh, poor Brian. Oh, he's going to get rolled up, isn't he? Jesus. Oh, and then and he's, he's going to get... get uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. One, One two, two three. three. Flash Funk's first victory in yeah. God knows how long. My go. goodness. And they just continue. And did you know, too, that also behind the scenes in WCW years prior, Pillman had a relationship with her? No way. Yeah, they had a real-life relationship. I don't know... If it ended bad, or I, I don't, I don't know, but Did they I, have a kid I, and a wife or something. No, 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 no kids together. Okay. No, no, I'm just saying Brian Pillman at this time. At that time, they you know, wife. And well, kids. in '97, yeah, but in WCW when she was Alexandria York and he was flying uh-huh. Brian, they had a relationship, and I don't know how long it lasted, but it was, you know, then Dustin came into the picture and him and her shacked up. But I had read that. When they were doing this angle uh, with Pillman and Goldust, that it was a little uncomfortable because of the the relationship from the past yeah. with Pillman, you know, and her were together. Up next, we got Dude Love. Right, what title He's is here that? To save the tag team title. Oh, nice. Remember, he was the tag team champ with Steve Austin for like a hot minute. I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was not the biggest Dude Love guy. I got. I, I think I don't know if those on the or off the air. We're talking about Dude Love. He's definitely my least favorite McFoley oh, the Foley character. Yeah. But, but but I still like him. He had his place. I didn't like Dude Love then, but I will say I liked Dude Love when they turned him heel and he was Vince's oh, choice. Yeah. He, he, he'll, he'll do Love versus He'll do Love versus really Stone good. Cold was pretty good stuff. It's fucking awesome. I still stand by. I mean, there's not many when it comes to McFoley's. You know, greatest hits, if you want to call them. There's not many dude love matches in there. You get a lot of Cactus Jack. You get yep. a lot of Mankind. Yep. You get a lot of Mick Foley. Yep. But if there's one dude love match that I can go on record as saying is one, it's, a, it's an underrated gem of a match, was dude love and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship at the Over the Edge pay-per-view in, on May 31st, 1998 with Vince McMahon as the special guest referee. As we see they have to show clips, that five of, clips times. of the Owen Hart pile driver Steve Austin from SummerSlam. Oh, poor Austin. He had to... Oh, my God. That, was could so, barely. that must have been so painful trying to him doing that roll-up. Yeah. And, poor, and even poor Owen... Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's a tough, tough situation all around. Yeah. Owen made a mistake. He yeah. felt bad. They never really patched things up. I think, really? Austin, I yeah, I heard know. that they never patched things yeah. up. They, they, Austin pretty much wrote him off by that point just because Owen never reached out and checked on him. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, and I, from, from Austin's account, he told Owen, no, if you're going to do the tombstone, do it like Undertaker does it. Don't sit on your ass. Otherwise, you're going to drop me on my head. And he says, no. Did they actually talk about that? Yeah. 
And 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 Owen, I guess, apparently said, "No, it's gonna be fine. You trust me. I'm, you know." And Austin was like, "Okay, you know, you're a safe worker overall." Blah blah blah. And then that was that was the end of it. Did he? Did they really have a comment oh, before wow. the match? Yeah, I didn't. Before that the match, before. yeah. Austin Austin said, "Like, if you're gonna do it, you got to dump me. You know, you got to do it like Undertaker, knees first, not ass first. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, I, I got it. I got it." And you know, Austin trusted him because. Owen never had a history of hurting people. I never even saw Owen do that move before. I, Neither I, did I. I was like, it was. And I don't even know what the what the finish was supposed to be like setup wise. Like, was Austin supposed to kick out and then it leads to a stunner? I don't that, know. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously it was gonna kick out. But yeah. Well, like, like, why do a tombstone? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And even if I'm taking I'm kind of pissed. I'm like, hey, guys, you can't be using a fucking tombstone. Yeah, that's weird, too, because that back then, during that during that period of time, you didn't see guys using other guys' moves. That so was I not a fucking tombstone? That was, especially Undertaker's. Undertaker, anything Undertaker did was off limits. I remember when Undertaker... Oh. Got a couple of dude dude love groupies there. There we go. One of them being his wife, the blonde on the right there. Oh, she's cute. Yeah. Um, but uh I'll tell you the truth though, but right now, fucking Mick Foley, this is probably the best he ever looked. Look at him, he's in shape. Yeah, not bad. Let's not bad. Uh, let's hear from the dude. Let's go. Living out his dream. That dream as co-holder of the tag team championship, I would suggest is a little bit on hold at this moment considering the condition of your tag team partner Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I wonder if you want to give us a little update on his physical condition. Can you feel it? It's the groove, baby! Now as far as the Iceman, well he may be home nursing his wounds, but he sent his newest bestest buddy and a right-hand man out here to tell you that Stone Cold will be back very soon taking some serious, serious ask me another question because that dude is on a roll. <laughs> yeah, tag team champions you and Stone Cold. However, I would suggest that tag team uh, reign could be in uh, a bit of jeopardy considering this fatal four-way in which the tag team titles put up for the first time in any matter like this. I mean... You've got three different sets of opponents, the Bulldog and Owen Hart. You've got LOD, of course, and uh, then again, they're the Godwins. What about this fatal four-way? Well, let's talk about the Legion of Doom first, and the only words that come to mind are, Oh, what a rush, Steady. <laughs> and believe me, the dude knows all about those. Then you have these two crazy cats, the Godwins brothers, who wouldn't know hip if they were smoking it, brother. <laughs> two dudes that Stone Cold doesn't care for very much. Wow, wow, wow. So those two better hope at the Fatal Four that they've got more than one life, if you know what I mean. All right, well, that might, uh, might bring us to, the, to tonight, if you don't mind. I wonder if you would speculate on whom you believe might win the match here tonight when Mankind locks up with Shawn Michaels. Well, Vinny, I don't have my crystal ball as it is, 
but I know mankind and I know Shawn Michaels, and if I had to take a guess, I'd say that mankind is going to rock and then roll all over that would-be hippie Shawn Michaels. Because although the HBK can party with the best of them, when mankind sticks those two nasty, dirty fingers deep inside his big gullet, you can cut the music, baby, because the party is all over. Lord have mercy. Please, uh -oh. give me a break. I'm begging somebody to knock you out so you can wake up in the 21st century, you Nimrod. Now, dude love, let me make one thing perfectly clear. You are not me. I mean, Jesus, you're not even you, you idiot. Don't you understand that? Now, tonight, mankind, your alter ego, or whoever the hell he is, is going to see the new insurance policy of the heartbreak kid alive and in living color. Even for you, Dugo, mankind, whoever you are, I'm sticking my foot straight down your throat with some sweet chin music, whether you like it or not, you idiot! Yeah, boastful comments from that young man. Well, in the immortal words of another hip cat, Mr. John Lennon, I am we, Shawn Michaels, you are we, we are we, and we are all together. And I'm raw as war. Well, mankind is gonna tear you up. Coo-coo-ga-choo, have mercy! Ladies and gentlemen, here is the co-order of the Tag Team Championship. Which one's uh, his wife, the black dress or the green dress? The black dress, the blonde. I guess she was a former model. That's a great assessment there, Billy Bob. I like that. I want someone to go. The Marines! Sean's gonna hurt you. Knock him down. He's gonna win. Sean Michaels gonna win because he's such a sexy boy. That's why. Yep, Sean Michaels is gonna get fun. Sean Michaels might hit the sweet chin music, man. Kind might hit the man with the claw. I don't know. Great fucking assessment there, kid. Yeah, I like that look. Hey, the Patriot. The Patriot with a mystery partner set to take on... Owen Johnson now. That's British Bulldog pick. and Owen Hart. That's your pick? That's my pick, Owen Johnson. Um, I'm going to go with Ken Shamrock. Oh, good pick. That's, that, that's it kind of looks be... like Ken Shamrock, actually. Like that 
that little piece of like head you saw there. Oh, really? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But this was the, the setup for the Patriot and Bret Hart at the, the In Your House pay-per-view. I wasn't shocked that the Patriot lost to Bret, but I was shocked that he tapped out or gave up or whatever at that time. I wasn't. I mean, I didn't think he was gonna give up. Come on, he's a patriot. Or I just thought, out or something. Here's here's what here's what I'm here's what I was kind of confused about. Okay, for months and months and months and months, they had been building this like big epic showdown to eventually culminate with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and then they turned Shawn Michaels to heel after the finish at SummerSlam, and they pivot Bret over to the Patriot, and that it's like. Did they forget that Brett and Sean... And I don't know. I just thought... I wanted to see Brett and Sean. Yeah. I wanted to see Brett and Sean because they made a big deal out of it. They they took the stuff that went behind the scenes, the personal stuff. They intertwined it. And then, you know, they, they, they put it on the shelf. And they, they gave us the Patriot and Brett. And I just didn't think that... Because, like, if you think about it, that SummerSlam match, even though Undertaker was the champ, he was the third wheel. That issue was really about Brett and Sean. Yeah, good point. And Brett spit in Sean's face for Sean to swing the chair and hit Undertaker, even though Brett ducked. Why wouldn't Sean still want a piece of Brett? And how does all of a sudden that make Sean the bad guy? Like, I thought that excuse was kind of lame, that, like, all oh, the WWF is blaming Sean. Yeah. You know? Like, that was, a, I think, kind of a lame duck excuse. But they would give us Brett and Sean a couple of months later, and eventually it would be the Montreal screw job. Um, from the Survivor Series in, in in November of '97, not the not the not the, the the way that I would have liked to have seen it go down, but um, nonetheless, as we kick off our number two live from Biloxi, Mississippi, where Sean's gonna give him the, the, the sweet chin music. Mankind might use the mandible claw. I don't know, but I think Sean's gonna kick butt because he's a sexy boy. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sean, he ain't been in competition for a while. He kind of rusty. Mankind been doing this for a long. I think Mankind going to win the belt, too. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What do you think there, uh, Jimmy Jack? I'm going to down. Wow. What do you think? Did you ever heard of Patixi, Mississippi before? Biloxi, Mississippi? Yeah. Yes, I've heard of Biloxi before. Well, we're, uh, uh, Patixi sounds like a town in Mississippi, yeah. even though it's not a town. But it sounds <laughs> That's like what they said, anyway. Yeah. Biloxi, Patixi, don't make it much, make much of it. Dixie, Dixie, Patixi, Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. Bulldog and Owen. Then when, for the listening audience from Mississippi, we do apologize. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Which, yeah. I may lose some listeners in Mississippi. <laughs> Gaining some listeners in Canada, though, I'll say that. I looked at the stats the other day, and I was yeah, like, okay, oh, wow, yeah, interesting. We got we got a few Canucks, some nice. some some people overseas in Ireland too as well, the UK. So it's uh it's it's getting out there. It's it's very much appreciated for all of you. Keep listening. I appreciate it. Any 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 downloads, I appreciate. We are not a giant podcast empire, but you know Dennis and I do this for fun and yeah. have fun talking wrestling, and we're glad that you know however many people listen to this, listen to it because it's 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 humbling. You know that someone who doesn't know us. Will listen to us overseas from talk Ireland about wrestling. And, and, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, do you see those couple of dudes from Australia? I've had pe- listen people from Australia listen yeah. before. Ireland, UK, China. Um, 
you know, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's humbling. It's, I, I appreciate it. Patriot making his way. Del Wilkes, uh, didn't he recently die a couple years ago? I want to say that I, I didn't hear that, yeah. Yeah. There was two Patriots, though, weren't they? Yeah, I think, um, what's his name? Uh, Tom Brandy. Salvatore Sincere. He, he, he purchased the rights to the character from Del Wilkes. Del Wilkes sold it. And I think he'd been doing the Patriot gimmick on the Indies for quite a while. And guess who was right with the prediction? He there he it. is. Yeah. The world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Damn, he's jacked right now. I, I still don't understand how Ken Shamrock, with his presentation and how over he was, did not have a run as the WWF champion. I really Do you think it was wrong place, wrong time because you had the likes of Steve Austin and The Rock That's and Triple exactly H. It. Okay. And, uh, right. and, well, it's a little bit of a combination of uh, I think it's a combination thing that that that, that the, you got all these guys are about to go blow up over. Yep. And also, I don't the, the I don't think Vince knew what he had in, in Ken Shamrock. And Ken Shamrock uh, he was five years too early. And that, that, that uh, if he went in there with like the, the Brock Lesnar's and like like the and USC could blew up the way it did. That's a good he, point. That he would have been, he would have been, or he could have had potential to be a Mount that, Rushmore type of guy. That is a good point. I I, I, I would have to agree with you. Maybe maybe he is five years too early. Because um, USC was just these knuckleheads. Really it was taking the shit out of it. It was like it was like a free for no all. rules, no nothing. Like during this time period in '97, I mean, it was banned in a lot of states, you know. And it was a it, they you they would offer it on pay per view, but you watched it on a Saturday night at like one o'clock in the morning when they're you know when they're fighting each other out of some you know armory and I just remember watching you know, Buffalo, USC New fight. York, or something like that, you know. I just remember watching this USC fight when it was first starting. Mm-hmm. With a guy wearing like you know karate suit yep. versus just a like a street fighter guy. Yeah, street fighter guy literally just does field goals and right in the dick. And the cop chair is like, "Oopsie daisy." Yeah, and I'm just like, "This is just no fucking rules." Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was a free for all. Not now, it's not what it is today. Obviously, the, the the sport has evolved. Yeah, but back then you had guys that had it was kind of like almost eighties wrestling, all different shapes and sizes and looks. You had someone like a Shamrock who was very seasoned, skilled MMA. You know, other guys like Dan Severn and uh, the, the Gracie family, those guys. But then you had like a Tank Abbott who looked like he sat at the end of the bar at the truck stop um, I never looking got for the, a fight. I never, got tri- uh, uh, I never got Tank Abbott. You look at it. So you look at his USC record. He was like nine and twenty-five, and it's like, yeah. Why would you want this guy? But I mean, he was a spectacle because he, he he would he would talk all the shit he did, and you know when he did fight, it was like a it, it was a spectacle nonetheless. Yeah. And but the whole thing was at the time too. But it was so illegal in so many states. I mean, I think they even ran states. I, I think they even they broadcasted like it was almost like pirate type, like you know, secluded. They didn't want people knowing where the fights were because sure it was right. so. Illegal. I mean, it wasn't until fuck like six, seven years ago they just made it legal in New York. You know, the biggest, biggest fucking combat sport market out there between boxing and wrestling is New York. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably still not legal in a lot of states now because of. 
I mean, they they do most of their fights in Vegas. Yeah. A lot of the... the I like Connecticut, too. A lot of the, the casinos. I've seen a lot of... Yeah, in fact, I've gotten uh, offered... My coworkers, they go to a lot of them at the casino because where I work is nearby the... The, the casino, they go to a lot of the MMA fights. I thought about going. I've never been to one. I'd like to check it out. I think Bell, I think Bellator. Yeah. If I if I if I get if I get a hold of tickets, then we'll we'll go. We'll yeah. Check it what, out. What exactly is Bellator? Bellator is like the AAA of like USC. Or, they're, or, they're 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 pretty much right? like yeah. They, it's Bellator's become like a lot of like UFC transplants. Mm-hmm. That, like guys that like Dana White either had a falling out with or guys that might be a little bit past their prime. Like we've seen, like Randy Couture, I think even Shamrocks oh, really? might have done it. But yeah, big names. So we see Brett on the stage with the with the world record. That was a pretty cool shot there. That was a cool shot with the belt just sitting there. Brett looked, you know, like a million bucks. Um, and this was the tail end of the Hart Foundation uh, versus you know USA type of angle. Um, it just was- wasn't the same after after Brett won the belt. That's where I felt like it kind of fell off. Not that because Brett won the belt, because of the fact that like they put him up against the Patriot. He wasn't feuding with Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin was hurt. Undertaker had that thing with Shawn Michaels, and they they, they seemed to be like lost. Like there was no direction for the Hart Foundation. But I think that was, I think part of their plan too, with the whole Brett leaving and the screw job and everything that goes along with it. Yeah. Are we doing? It's a. Uh, so, so this is after SummerSlam, of course. Yep. Is the Screwdrop Countdown in effect? November? Pretty much November, wow. yeah. Wow. I have plans for us to watch that entire Survivor Series event. Oh, I'm down. Okay. So November is going to be like a Survivor Series themed because we're gonna. Mm-hmm. I want to watch the first one we ever. You even call it the Countdown to the Screwdrop. The Countdown cool. to the Screwjob. We could do that. We could do Countdown to the Screwjob. I like it. I got plans. You know, I got plans between, you know, November being Survivor yeah. Series month. I want to cover that Survivor Series in 97. I also want to cover the first one in 87 because it will be on the 35-year anniversary of yeah. that. We, we did the Hartford one, didn't we? We did the Hartford one a couple years ago, which was a lot of fun. It was fun. Um, so I want to cover those. Uh, I've also got uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Hell in the Cell mm-hmm. on the schedule. Just the match, not the whole pay-per-view. Just that match, because of course, that in your opinion, and it's it, it's hard not to argue that, but the greatest debut of all time could have possibly taken place it's, with Kane. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, listen, uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I double dog dare you to go on on uh, Kicking Attitude Facebook page and give me a debut that's better than Kane. I double dog. All right, I'm going to put that me. up there. Give it to me. I'm going to put that up there right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that currently, right now, as we speak. And you, just, and you, and you say Dennis J. Dennis, Dennis J. Double Levy. dog dare. Yeah, oh. I'm going to do that. I'm going to quote you on this, buddy, right yeah. now. Um, because I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't even think there's, there's Kane, and there's just everything else, in my opinion. <laughs> No, I mean I'm I'm right there with you. I mean it's it's hard, like the build up to it, and this yeah. was the, the this summer was the build up to it. You like know, Taz was good. No, I mean Taz was Taz was all right. You talking about Taz WWF? Yeah, the WWF. Yeah, Taz was all right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I, I, I what about Jericho? Ooh. What do you think about Jericho's debut? Because we just passed his, the the anniversary. Jericho, I really did like that. We just passed that anniversary recently. 
I mean, that was that was pretty good. I didn't like how Rock kind of shitted on him a little bit. Other than that, like Rock, Rock is I get it, buddy. Yeah, but, but but like he could have been more empathetic, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, yeah, I was, Jer- Jericho was Jericho was coming off a hot run in WCW. Yeah, and Noah's uh, at least. Uh, did you see that one coming? And all of a sudden, Jericho came out. Well, I I kind of had a feeling myself. with the with the countdown clock and the way it was set up, and I had, I had read stuff online. I shit um, myself. Here we go. I'll put it up there. And it breaks my heart what Jericho is today. By the way, you you what do you think about Jericho? Jericho was like a borderline Mount Rushmore guy for me. Now he's I can't do it. I not even close. He's like ruined. I'm watching a dude ruin his legacy. I'm, I really believe that. That 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 uh, he uh, that that uh, this last like two years or so, that that uh, he's just shitting on. I think he's shitting on the business and just a shell of himself. I just wish he would retire. I I mean that. Well, granted, I think AEW itself has turned into a hot mess. And here's the finish. Nice. Yep. Big pop there for the Patriot and Shamrock over the Hart Foundation. What a British bulldog. I always thought he kind of got a raw deal. I I bet you retired a millionaire and all the other stuff. But, like, the British bulldog, I always thought kind of got a raw deal. Never a champion. Like, a world champion, I mean. Never a world champion in WCW or WWE. I think that's crazy. I've had this discussion with people before. I was a little surprised, too. Um, Even Rick Rude got lucky uh, in WCW. Yeah, but that I, wasn't really the heavyweight title. That, I mean, thought he did. Didn't he, didn't the big gold Sting? belt. They, he beat Sting for the U.S. title. Oh, that's but the big gold okay. belt was the named the international title. So that was like their version of like the European championship. Oh, okay. So he never really had that. I thought up. he got the big dirty, but I guess not. Um, no, he didn't. All right. He did not. That would have been a cool tactic. I wish Shamrock and the Patriot. I wish I saw more of that. I I really enjoyed that match. That wasn't a bad match. I thought they had chemistry. That was not a bad match at all. Yeah. So it's up there on the Facebook page for those of you right now. Um, Let Dennis J. Levy know who is a better debut than Kane from Bad Blood, nineteen ninety seven. Put it in the comments on the Facebook. Like, I respect anyone's opinion, but I just want to. I just, I just want. Yeah, I just want to hear what other people think. I mean, I, yeah, maybe there'll be some good ones. Social media has been kicking our ass lately with the with the feedback. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm particularly proud of this one. Kobe and I from Retromania, uh, we did a a a what if, uh, scenario. Uh, recording uh, of Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan. What if Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan met for the WWF title in the summer of '93? Wow, interesting. So it would have been the... we dove we dove deep into that with our with our predictions as to what we thought we could have seen come out of that start to finish from WrestleMania Nine all the way till SummerSlam. That so. is interesting. It, so how would you book it? Would you had it? Uh, you have to listen, pal. Uh, when you're, uh, that's a good point. You have to listen. I mean, I'm intrigued. Would you have, have it face versus face? Would you have someone be heel? Obviously, it couldn't be Hogan. Interesting. That is interesting. 
Maybe Bret Hart joins Mr. Fuji. Bret Hart joining Mr. Fuji. Hmm. Only, only shot he can have. You're going to have to listen. I will send. I will send. You can find it at Podbean Retromania. I'll send you the link. Thank you. I'll send you the link. Yeah, you can find it. And, and it's on Spotify, of course. Yep, you could just search yeah. Retromania with a W. Well, that's what I do. I got Spotify and take the 10 seconds. Okay, there you go. And then yeah. it's titled, What If? Hulk Hogan versus Bret Hart at SummerSlam 1993. I think you'll dig it. I think you'll get into it. Mm. Kobe and I, we read some excerpts from Bret's book, from Hogan's book, about the, the stories, the accounts behind WrestleMania 9 finish, The mm. King of the Ring, 93. Um, I mean, I got the speculation behind the the rumored match that was that you know was set to take place at SummerSlam that year. Was uh, that a rumor match? I never heard that before. There's an urban legend out there that's been talked about that Bretton Hogan um, participated in a private photo shoot yeah. to set up the the SummerSlam match with the two of them playing tug of war with the WWF title. Where were they going to have it? Was it going to be in Canada? No, it was going to be in. Uh, uh, Auburn Hills, Michigan, and Detroit, where they had where they held it that year. That's close enough to Canada. Yeah, and actually, it is. Yeah, it's not too far from there. But I would have a, I don't know. Would you do like a best of three? Have Hogan win America, Brett win in Canada, and then Hogan takes it back in America. I think it would depend on how the first match goes. Good point. I think you got to <laughs> you got to see how the first match would go. But go ahead and listen. Find it in the archives. Yeah. I'm particularly proud of that one. Like I said, great social media feedback. Oh, there it is. Oh, come on. Shawn Michaels. Helen Keller can tell you who that is. Come on. Yeah, that's... (laughs) I mean, wrestling... Yeah. That was a... Yeah. That was a a major tease there. They didn't try to give that one away. (laughs) No. When did China's come... come, uh, China was with Triple H at this time. Oh, okay. China's in in the WWE right now? Yeah. Okay. At this moment, she is currently a part of the company. And from what I gather, from what I remember, like I said, the following episode of Raw after this, we would see Sean and Hunter team up for the first time, and it was kind of forced upon them by Slaughter. And that was when they started to pair the two of them together on TV. It wasn't like a thing where, like, Hunter came out and helped Sean, or Sean came out and helped Hunter, and then they formed this this alliance. It was just something like, Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, it's Brett. My goodness, attacking the Patriot. <laughs> I used what a love. dastardly attack by the Hitman. I used to love the, uh, <laughs> the brawls. The brawls used to be good backstage. Now they're like... You never see them. And when, you, when they do, it's not great, you know? The lighting is perfect. Exactly. You know, like it's way too overproduced. I will say, though, I've been I've been watching a little bit of WWE since... Since Vince has left. Um, actually, you know what? While we're on the subject, give me your thoughts on this whole Vince McMahon thing. And well, the, 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 the controversy as well as now. I don't know if you've watched any of it since he's since Triple H has taken over creative. But yeah. um, just give me your thoughts on the whole thing in general. And, and so, so the whole thing in general, right? You know I always thought Vince was a piece of shit. Total piece of shit. I've never been... Secretive about Never that been a Vince guy. And and I, I appreciate. Look, I appreciate. I the best wrestling I've uh, that that uh, like out of Japan that I've ever seen was WWE. And, and when I've, the most time that I've ever been invested in wrestling is WWE. 
So, so I I appreciate for everything that the 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 product that he brought and all that stuff, but yeah, he's a total piece of shit, and he's been out of touch. And uh, like I look, we got Roman Reigns right, amazing, fine, congratulations. As right? the heel, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, him as a babyface, give, give me a break. Yeah, that 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 uh, that uh, so, so he had one wrestler right, and then he had two hundred. Not to he, cut he, you he off, but you might want to pay attention to this segment here. I'm in John's Gibbs ass kicked. Yeah, this was when they kicked him out of the Nation of Domination. He was in there for all of three weeks. Yeah, I do. <laughs> which was another thing that confused the hell out of me. But anyway, in a nutshell, I'm glad he's gone. I'm absolutely glad he's gone. I thought he was out of touch. He's a despicable human being. Okay. Now, what do you think of the prospects of the creative moving forward with Triple H in charge? Now it can't that, be any worse than what Vince was doing. Well, and definitely I, I can't. Loved, and I love fucking... So my favorite wrestling of all time is going to be a, such an unpopular opinion. But, 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 but Women's really wrestling? Was, my, my favorite wrestling of all time, 2017. I, between, between what Kenny Omega Okada was doing in Japan and what NXT was doing. That is my favorite wrestling of all time. Okay. And and I, and and I, and I'll die in that hill. You, the it's like, it's like what like the kids would say, "Come at me, bro." But 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 I so 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 I'm excited about Triple H, but I'm not holding my breath either. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But will you give it a try and see what? I am. Yeah. I am okay. Back. Okay. Back a little bit. Okay. A little bit. A little. I'm not back. 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 Yeah. 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 But 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 the other day or, or not not yesterday. I was watching the Mets game. Go Mets! Buddy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fucking on fire. Yeah, fuck you, Braves. Yeah, we're seven, seven and a half up in the division. One yeah. last fourteen out of sixteen. Yeah, we're red hot. Yeah, but um, Subway Series, you think? God, I hope so. I want to see so. it bad, and I want revenge too. Yeah, we may not be the. I'm telling you right now, Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Everyone knows is my number one. Yeah, even Maple Leafs are arguably my number two. You give me on a Wednesday, I say Maple Leafs. Give me a Tuesday, I say. I say Mets, but anyway, that 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 uh, that uh, if if Mets beat Yankees in the World Series, that mm-hmm. was the greatest sports moment of my life, no doubt about it. Okay, no doubt about Interesting. it. Interesting, no doubt about it. A lot no of people say it. this is a reminder of 1986 with the Mets, just the way the, the way team we played, are, the, the energy, the synergy. And, and I tell you what, no offense to that '86 team, special place in my heart. Thank you for everything that you did, it, even with the Doc Gooden, the Daryl Strawberries. I could just take piece of shit out of them. I really do. Yeah, I mean, the Grom game one, Scherzer game two. Good luck. Good, good luck. Uh, you know, Diaz coming in and putting them to sleep. Yeah, yeah, Keith. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so this here, Dennis. Yep. I'm gonna kind of spoil it for you. Oh, give it to me. But this is where we see the oh, Rock join the Nation of Domination right here. Oh, is, it, is it? This is it right here. Okay. So let's let, we're going to play the audio for this here. In a car here there's no one there to count. Referee's down from a ref pump. It's unfortunate. Wait a minute. There's Rocky Maivia. There's a rock. What? Let's see the rock back. What's he doing in the ring? Checking on the referee make sure he's okay. Oh, rock bottom. Yeah. 
domination of domination. Yeah. I used to love the rap. There is. The fork in the road for for the rock. This has got to be that moment, right? You would think, right? The fork in the road. I mean, it was either shit or get off the pot. And this is what started the the upward mobility of Rocky Maivia to the rock. This is it right here. Because if they, let's think about it. If they did not go that direction and they wanted to continue with Rocky Maivia, the blue chipper, we may not be talking about the rock in the light that, you know. We get, he, if, he shines upon nowadays. If we never got the Rock, if we only got Rock in my via, I'm sorry, this guy's out of the company by 99. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say even further, 98. But definitely the, the smartest career choice. Yes, and yes, there was a rap. There was a rap. I can rap it to you if you like. Yeah, please. We are the nation, loving in color. Don't diss the man, cause we'll bum rush your mother. <laughs> Listen what I hear. I'm not saying Farouk is the man, so hit your knees and start praying. That crushed? It didn't look like Crush. No, that's Chains. Okay. Chains, eight ball, and skull. And there's, oh, there's crush. crush. DOA trying to get into the... The... The, uh... They did a lot of things right in in, in the the W in this in this era, but I'm sorry, this gang warfare thing did not go over for me. I thought it was cool at first, but then it just kind of. I was glad the Rock. Well, that guy that looks like a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a, if Shawn Michaels was like anorexic or something. Who? The guy in the back. Yeah. Okay. Sable. So I, I so I'm a hypocrite. Okay. So, so, so uh, what, what I mean is, as a kid, I thought Sable was like the sexiest woman on the planet. She now, was. Now I look at her, like she like, was. I she doesn't do it for me. Really? No. Tell Brock Lesnar that. Oh God, no. But uh, then uh, I, I I'm serious. I don't find her attractive whatsoever. I really don't. Um, I found her attractive until she like, she she. Put more implants in her. She, like I think her boobs got bigger after this, and once they became bigger, and like I saw her Playboy, her nipples looked like pencil erasers. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. I mean, she's a good looking woman, but um, what's this? It hey, was a patriot doing. Again? What is he doing out here? Is he gonna fight Mark Merrill? I don't think Merrill was with the. I mean, Merrill's with the company, but I don't think he was on TV. Let's hear what the Patriots right. gotta say. For the title, let's go.
Watch out, fight the flags. This is a man on man challenge here. No match, just a fight. And the patron is, he is jacked. And he is building more and more momentum every moment that goes by. Yeah, but the Patriot took that chair shot from Bret Hart back in the locker room area. And I'm sure that's what perfect. The Pens are off foundation. This football, this football. I was going to get that player, man. Kicking the shit out of him, Pillman. Right in the head. I think it was in a real fight between Patriot and British Bulldog. Bulldog. Yeah, I think Pillman wins. Or, I'm sorry, Bulldog. I think it's going to be a different fight. Tag team, British Bulldog, a uh, babyface team, Bulldog with uh, the Patriots or anything. That would have been like another like Allied Powers. Remember exactly. when Bulldog was with Luger? Oh yeah, good point. Who's coming to help Patriot? Oh, Slaughter. Never mind. Let me put it this way: Bulldog used to hang out with Dynamite Kid, and they were a team. Dynamite probably wouldn't have. If Bulldog couldn't fight, Dynamite wouldn't have hung out with him. So Bulldog must must, must have known how to fight. Yeah. Because Dynamite was a scrapper. I mean, there's been stories about legendary incidences with Dynamite. Of course, the most infamous one being the Rougeos with the the, 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 the the quarters. Yeah, the, the fistful of the silver dollars. It's kind of a bullshit move. But granted, Dynamite Kid was a douchebag. Dynamite Kid, yeah. He, he, he was relentless with the ribs. I mean, brutal. Um, well, yeah, nothing I don't like about the uh, like the flags. Yeah, you saw a guy got jumped, the flag yeah uh, gets dropped, and people are stepping on it and all that. So. Yeah, the flag thing, like that yeah, was that was cringy for me. You know, what? a couple of years ago when I was on when I used to co-host the Ken Reedy show, there was a there was a, a topic on one particular episode where, um, and I I didn't know this. I just didn't have any knowledge of this, but you know, Ken and then the other co-host, um, uh, Rocky. Rocky was a, a veteran, Marine, and they were they were discussing the angle of uh, when John Cena was wrestling Rusev, and I guess like the flag, the term hit the deck, meaning like it was on the ground, like you never let the flag hit the ground. Yeah. And I never had any knowledge of like that being a sign of disrespect. Towards the flag. So, uh, I mean, it was a constructive conversation. Nothing, like, we didn't, like, have an argument over it. But I just never knew of, you know, that being a thing. And then I think, like, a couple of months later, Big Show, like, ripped the Bulgarian flag down and, like, spit on it, you know, in an angle with Rusev or something. Then, like, they had to apologize on on social media about it. I forget. It was something. I do. I like the... I like... I like... uh, like characters that 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 that, that are prideful of the, of the nationalism yep. and all that stuff, and that that. Uh, but once you get the flags involved, then like in the matches and stuff like that, I, I don't like it. Bring it to the ring, sure. But I had heard a story once uh, on Bruce Pritchard's podcast that uh, 
there was an idea thrown out there of slaughter when he was the Iraqi sympathizer yeah. of him burning the American flag. Oh my god! Someone brought that idea up, and you think he would have done it? I well, I mean, if if he was told to, he would have. But um, I think it was shot down pretty quickly, and then it changed from burning the Iraqi flag to burning Hulk Hogan's T-shirt that was hanging off like a flag. Um, but there was so much heat that he had at one point in time with the American people because they were in the middle of the Gulf War. Yeah. You know, we we're, we're trying to take down Saddam Hussein, which we failed the I first time. I was glad he didn't do it. I don't think you would have recovered from that. Oh, I don't think so either. That would have been a career suicide, considering the fact that he was he was already committing career, career suicide yeah, as this Iraqi means. sympathizer. Then he's got to go do G.I. Joe. You know, I think you know. I think GI Joe. Uh, I think it was done with GI Joe. You got to figure. Don't you think? At that point, yeah, he was. Yeah, I just about to, so he had he must have got millions to do that though. Don't you think? What's millions. that? To do that Rocky synthesizer stuff. I'm pretty sure he got paid good money for that. I wouldn't say millions, but I mean, who knows? And then again, he was working with Hogan on top. So you know, usually, fucking, if you worked with Hogan on top, you got a warrior. I know. I know he had to do gotta, a hot situation, but a warrior got three hundred thousand to do one match. Uh, that, that for that whole fucking experience, he had to get a million bucks. Which 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 match? The you know, three hundred grand. Whole, you know, the two versus three match at SummerSlam. Oh oh yeah, Hogan. Yeah, match made in heaven. Match yeah. made in hell. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just talked about that match um, on a episode of Marking Out the Days. We did a SummerSlam Mount Rushmore. Nineteen ninety one SummerSlam was my favorite Mount Rushmore. I'm I'm one of my favorites. Oh. Mankind wearing a trash bag here, <laughs> taking on Shawn Michaels, giving him. This maybe he gonna spot. give him the mandible claw. Maybe he gonna sweet chain music him. I don't know, but uh, you know, well, yeah, Shawn Michaels. I love gonna, that kid. He gonna, he gonna, Shawn. I don't know, but I don't know what's gonna happen over here. Look at this. <laughs> he's in a trash bag. He's he's wearing it like a poncho. I'm sure he did that, that on purpose. I wish that kid was a meme. By the way, we gotta make that kid a meme. We gotta make that kid famous. Yeah. Oh my God, could. that's such a great. Oh, that was amazing. Mankind, maybe he do made him a claw. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, maybe he do the the sweet chin music. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a fun match. You know, I don't know what we're gonna. Why say, would they show that kid on national TV? They like showed that. all of them. <laughs> the girls too. You know, a couple of them are missing teeth. Uh, yeah. Like, I think Shawn Michaels is gonna win because he's a sexy boy. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do think he's a sexy boy. And you wouldn't have minded fucking blowing him in the parking lot if he fucking whipped it out for you, huh? You know, I watched a few sh- uh, shoot interviews that, that, that apparently Shawn Michaels didn't always bang Sonny, you know what I mean? Yeah, I actually was just watching uh, uh, Honky. Honky Tonk Man's got some funny shoot interviews. He He's fucking hilarious. He, he really was, is good. He, look at this. You gotta get the monitors off first. That could have really hurt. That was before they had the announce. Before they constructed the announce tables a little differently, where they had like the cover, yeah. like yeah, the table get, cover, and then yeah. you take that off, then you pull the monitor out. Yeah, that was before that time yeah, period. You gotta get all the shit out first. Sean and Mankind here, obviously not the classic that they had in at Mind Games '96. Which, by the way, you can listen to Dennis and I. Watch that match back in the archives over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Um, but this is actually a pretty damn good match. Pretty physical. Doesn't look like it's no disqualification, right? No. But even though they're letting things go. Was that announced the no DQ? I don't think it was. 
I'm pretty sure it's a regular match. Yeah, sure. I, I think I think you're right. The referee's just kind of letting the rules go out the window here. Love this elbow. We are currently at one hour twenty three minutes and sixteen seconds as Shawn Michaels nails mankind off the top rope. With he Shawn Michaels, he might do an elbow drop. <laughs> I don't know, but I think he's sitting up here for that sweet chin music. He gonna be tuning up the band real quick right now. Well, two, three. Here we go. Four. Mankind get back up in his fate. He ducked that sweet chin. Oh, oh mandible claw. Oh, he put. I think mankind might put him in the mandible claw. I don't know. But out the out the out the oh. floor through the through the ropes on the floor still got the mandible claw on out on the floor right by the post and then but boom oh my <laughs> goodness are you supposed to be paralyzed when you do the mandible claw I don't know in your mouth <laughs> wow he really hit him hard on the post there yeah so have you listened to the the the, the Mick Foley uh, new podcast no no yeah, i think you'd like it he's got a pretty interesting perspective i'm such uh, a jerk the only podcast i really listen to is jim Cornette. Foley, because i'm not getting his point i, I oh it, wait a minute wait a minute what we got here i think i lied triple h and china are making an appearance okay i didn't remember this see i, I thought they just threw sean and hunter together and were like oh now you're a group maybe i was wrong I think I am. Oh, his mask came off. Oh, maybe Sean gonna take his mask off and then play with it in front of the crowd. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. At this know. point, who cares? At this oh. point, no. If he did that literally a year to the date, I would have lost my fucking mind and rage. But like now, it's like who gives a shit? In Mexico, it's a disqualification if you take a luchador's mask off in a match. That's part of the rules in, in lucha libre. Is it really? Yeah. But sometimes I see it used for finishes. Where it's like, but I'm talking about in Mexico. That's like, what I mean. Like in Luke, Mexico, I would watch a, a C, you know, CMLL match or something, uh-huh. and, and it'd be like, the guy takes the mask off. He's like, ah, and then he, uh, you know, small packages them, and the heels like, I don't give a shit. I won the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I know back in the I mean, day. Yeah, I did to, see that before. Back in the day, it used but to be it automatic disqualification. Automatic. Automatic. It, it was like know, using a weapon. And I, I mean, I, I don't want to have a five-minute discussion on this, no. but but you know the reason why the, the masks are sort of like symbolic, like you take them off, and it's like no, not my face. It's like their identity. Okay. Like from from I mean, from what I gather, it's 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 a logo. You know, okay. it's like a, it's it's almost treated like a sports team logo. I don't, I just never. I'll look it up when I, when I get back home or something. But like, it was never explained to me like why is it so. I don't know. That's just part of their culture. You know? The only time that I was like, whoof, Hoovy and Ray Mysterio should have never lost their mess. <laughs> and they shouldn't have never. I mean, they're not ugly people. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, they were marketed better with the masks. Yes, on. they were. Ray especially. And that was obviously the smart move when Ray. Oh, I thought both equally. Came I, back to. Ray when, was the bigger star, so in a way yeah. you're right. But like. Juice never recovered. Well, if Hoovy put the mask back on, I don't think it would have made much of a difference. I mean, if you think about it, Ray comes back to Ray joins the WWF and WWE in 2002, a year after WCW closes. They bring him back with the mask on. They make a shitload of money. They sell masks. They still sell the shit to this day. They made fucking millions of dollars off the different mask designs, the T-shirts, the action figures. He's probably, I would dare to say. Top 10 merchandise seller of all time for that company. Is he all time? I would dare to say. I'm just saying. I mean, you look at Hogan, Austin, Cena, yeah. you know, names like that, The Rock. 
Um, DX was a big merch mover back in the day. Um, even Hurricane. Hurricane used to sell a lot of masks. I would dare to say Undertaker. Ray's definitely in that top echelon, okay. in my opinion. I, I, I don't have numbers in front of me. I don't know where I could get numbers like that, but... Um, and, then and they bring. Are, then they brought Hoovy back. You remember when they brought Hoovy back as a part of the Mexicools? The, yeah, the 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 Mexicools, the yeah, very the very racist. Yeah, Latin, Latin going Yeah, the Juan Deers they called them instead of John Deers. Right. Like that was so racist. Can but they, they didn't put a mask back on Hoovy. And they didn't put that, a mask back on Psychosis, and Psychosis was an ugly oh, fuck. Oh, Wolf Wolf, yes. He How was an ugly fuck. Line, I can judge. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so, and I'm surprised too. They didn't market masks. Oh, there oh, he is. There is. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, Biloxi, Mississippi boneheads, <laughs> keep the noise down. Yeah, I think this is the, the this is the beginning of this little uh, this DX thing here. China at ringside, Hunter now Rick Rude. Sean's there. This is the big insurance policy. Let's play the audio for this. See a sign that says "Sick of HBK" in the. Oh, that hurt. That chair shot hurt. That oh. sounded like it hurt. Get the fuck out of here! What did I miss? Did you hear what Vince just said? Yeah. Ravishing Rick Rude looked like he tried to nail Hunter Hearst Helmsley with the chair, but hit Mankind instead. Oh, Get the yeah, yeah. fuck out of here. What? That's such a lame bullshit excuse. Yeah, it was a lame bullshit excuse. See, See and Sean's more? trying to sell it like he doesn't know what happened. And they're all a little group now. now. I honestly, Like I said, I honestly thought that they put the two of them together randomly. Oh, oh Undertaker's the- here. Let's play this. Good ending. I got goosebumps like legitimately. That was a good ending. I uh, wow. So what did you think overall? 
what are, this is what I thought. This is what I actually thought. I, I thought about today's wrestling and how it's like how somebody's gonna have to pay half their paycheck to take to take to certain take their little boy, their little son, and then watch wrestling or a piece of shit. And then you could watch. You got tickets for twenty dollars and particularly whatever yep. Mississippi. And you got fucking Mankind, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, The Rock turning, the fucking... Triple H, Bret Hart, the Patriot. The Legion of Doom. What the fuck happened, bro? That's my biggest gripe with wrestling now, man. Okay. What the fuck, dude? Like, how entertaining, how fun was that? And and at the end, you got fucking... You got... you got this mystery, like, 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 yeah, like, 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 what the hell is going Undertaker's on? Undertaker's got his issues with Shawn yeah. Michaels, but in the background, his Paul Bear is lurking with this big secret about Kane. You know what I mean? Like, it's his like, your brother's coming, you're gonna burn in hell. Like, yeah, great ending, great stuff. Um, glad we got to watch that. I haven't watched that in 25 that was years, so. a lot of fun. So, yeah, I um, and I, t- and I mean this maybe it's because, like. I'm trying to get back in. I'm really out. Yep. I, I, AEW is not my cup of tea. And yeah. WWE is a piece of garbage right now. And and but that uh, but when I watch wrestling, like like this stuff, I'm like, I'm kind of glad. And I want more of my personal life to watch the the, the watch wrestling like this. But like, I do cherish this when me and you watch like 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 when, when my opinion wrestling is good. Yep. <laughs> Consistently good. Glory days. Oh, it's just such a pleasure. It Glory really days. Is. It's so, a yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we're definitely gonna. I, I got an idea. Well, next the, the next we'll watch next week or the next episode we record. We'll watch the following week's episode, the August eighteenth episode, yeah. and that that show's headlined by Shawn Michaels and Triple H against the Undertaker and Mankind in a tag team match. Yeah, so I really think we'll we'll definitely go back and watch that. That'll be a lot of fun. I, I actually want to see that personally. So. Um, We've done some Nitro. We're going to yeah. do a little bit of Raw. Um, like I said, on the docket. You know what? How about this? How about this? I'm going to go one better. Okay? Dennis, I'm going to let you decide which episode of Raw or Nitro we can go, watch. I'm going to want to go and kind of watch it with the order. I want to call it the Countdown to the Screwjob. The Countdown to the Screwjob. Okay. All right. We can do that. So, we'll watch the next episode I'm excited. Of, of Monday Night Raw yeah. the next time we record. And then we'll just kind of go from there until we get to the screw job. Countdown to the screw job. I like it. I like it. Dennis J. Levy making it the countdown to the screw job here on Kicking Out of Town. I mean, it's, I just hope the listening audience, listening audience of Kicking Out of Town really enjoyed this podcast because I had a fucking blast. Yeah, this was awesome. This I, was a lot I, of Hopefully fun. all of you did too. Thank you, you all know. so very much. Press and play. Hitting, hitting the download button. Subscribing. Like, rate, review. And uh, keep the support coming. I greatly appreciate it. And... Uh, you know, with that being said, I think it's about that time that we officially put this show down for the three count, and we'll see you all next time.